0: The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.
1: Welcome to The Real Money Show. My name is Jeremy Wiseman, Vice President of Guildhall. I am joined by Darren Long. Vice President of Sales here at Guildhall, the phone number one eight seven seven eight 8 silver and the website guildhallwealth.com. Darren, this has been another wild week to watch everything that's happening economically and you look at the silver prices and gold prices and there was a bit of a pullback there.
2: Um, what did you make of that? Well, it's cyclical for sure and before the cycle resumption, I would encourage people sitting on the fence or very close to making a decision about ownership of gold and silver, especially physical, to go ahead because this is typical of August trading. It becomes very light. Uh, trading leads to, to bargains, which we're seeing right now. Again, not a huge bargain, comparatively speaking. I would have liked to have seen buyers get into the market a few months back. But again, where we've been in the short term, silver just above $30 an ounce, gold just above 2000 an ounce. And not far from those uh, tallies right now, but the trading trend that we're seeing right now with a cycle of lighter volumes in late August is very, in early September, is very, very much something we've seen over the years. 16 years of being here at the firm, Jeremy, we have seen this cycle repeat itself numerous times, even in the off years where silver and gold were not exciting as they are right now. Uh, Officially, this is kind of the last week, kids are going back to school parents are obviously still working from home for the most part but still getting back to that routine of work and uh, less pleasure and the bulk of uh, summer vacation is now done this is the last weekend if you're listening to this show thank you you're one of the few who will probably be listening this weekend because everybody is so excited about living out that last weekend and you know this is typical so if you are listening well you're, done and well, you no, bar driving around you're driving around right you, you might we, be preparing for the kids back to school and for those uh, that that are that's that's typical of this year but you're listening for a reason if you're here because you like the idea of physical gold and silver let us show you how to get it into your portfolio and this is a great time to do it yeah i think we want to challenge
1: some some basic beliefs out there that the stock market is the only place to be and that uh, there's really only one way to, to make money in markets. I think that the pullback, as you mentioned, Darren, is sort of par for the course. You see the market move up. You want to see pullbacks, of course. You want to see the market fill in the gaps and, and take a breather from now now and again. So in that sense, it is a good thing. Um, I do think that the paper market is still pushing around the, the pricing. Um, I think, you know, when we look back in March and we see that the physical market really really showed its strength in that when the paper pushed the price down, the physical market said, no, 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 (laughs) I don't care if silver is $12 or just under $12. The fact is, is if you want the physical product in your hand, it's going to cost you a lot more. And so I think overall, what is going to drive this market much, much higher is in part going to be the physical, aspect of the market so let's get into that a little bit uh, i know there's a lot more to, to discuss the phone number one eight seven seven eight 8 silver the website guildhallwealth.com uh, current supplies darren are are meager there's there's still even with the pullback even this with this recent pullback
2: this is part of the reason why we know the pricing won't drop inevitably down to new lows or challenge any real big support levels silver the silver's big support level is 22, gold's is uh, 18 uh, even, and so I don't think we're challenging those prices anytime soon at all, but if you're looking at it from the perspective of what we just discussed as well as the supply, when you see that there is very, very little product to go around and that only the major companies like Guildhall are able to access bulk quantities of say 100-ounce silver bars or one-ounce gold bars or coins in either denominations, the one-ounce maples, uh, it's a sign of the times. It's a change in mentality. And what was thought of as a very, very um, fleeting moment in terms of what COVID, what challenges uh, were were presented to us because of the onset of the pandemic and COVID has now turned into a medium-term Uh, shortage and there's a cry for support and help and the paper market does us no favors in terms of hiding or 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 giving us some inkling as to what the truth is it hides the reality right which which is a good thing for those that that
1: know what's going on that's right Um, For those that that see what's happening, who have tried to buy physical metal, then they welcome the pullbacks in the market because it gives them an option to get in. When we're talking about supply in the market, Darren, we're saying there are no silver maples available. You can't buy those anymore right now. 10 ounce bars. Uh, we had a small shipment come in, they're gone. We have another shipment coming in, we assume that those won't last very long either. We had a small shipment of kilo bars come in, uh, those are doing okay, and then you've got 100 ounce bars. So the problem is, is the smaller buyer is really having a tough time. It's the smaller product where there really is no product. And then if a large client wants to come into the market, right? if you have a large buyer, half a million dollars, million dollars, now you, you're, what are you gonna do? How are you going to deal with that right so you can see that that we're on the cusp of experiencing major delays major supply issues consistently gold is not much further behind in that sense you know you can get a few one ounce bars here and there um the big difference to me darren is when you look at the registered accounts year ago two years ago customers were able to buy royal canadian mint product almost exclusively you wanted 1-ounce gold bars? No problem. You wanted 100-ounce RCM silver, Royal Canadian Mint? No problem. 10-ounce Royal Canadian Mint? No problem. You want to buy s- silver maples in there? No problem. Today, if you want physical, hold-in-your-hand product in a registered account, you have to be open to other brands, other LBMA-approved, globally recognized brands, but you no longer have that complete choice of brand anymore, um, and that's that's been our promise, to be able to continue to provide product to RSPs, but you can't just say, well, I only want this product.
2: Well, we used to talk about the silver market in particular as an interesting example of this. We used to talk about the idea of a slingshot being pulled back, and in many cases, the markets themselves the paper markets that is the stock markets they end up having this effect that is the opposite of a slingshot being pulled back, and rather the slingshot being pushed forward, to the point at which it's flimsy and it has no resistance whatsoever, and that's the high of a market. That's where that market has reached its ultimate peak, or it's been pushed there, or manipulated to that high point, and that's standard practice in the paper market. You see stocks, and we've been through it. Lots of, you know, broken stocks over the years that have have rallied because of manipulative reasons. And are um, oh, you seeing that today? Of course, you still see it today. But again, with silver and gold, the great thing about them is. They've been a shining example in the physical market in particular of the slingshot going the other way. And and over the the decade and a half that we've been here, it is that resistance has been building and building and building and the whole time strengthening along the way because people have come to realize that the the physical market is the key component of silver and gold. It's no longer the paper market itself. If they want to invest in a company, they'll buy a stock. If they want to invest in gold, they are not buying Barrick or another paper stock. They're buying physical gold because it can be held, it can be um, put into registered accounts easily like a stock it can be bought and sold by telephone it can be done in seconds and this is a new reality that people are are seeing and loving and that's evidenced by the fact that Guildhall has experienced such tremendous growth, especially in the last five, six months. So that slingshot is being pulled back, Jeremy, and the more and more data and evidence like we're talking about today with supplies tightening and so on and so forth, the more and more likely it is the, the paper market gets overwhelmed and the prices inadvertently, you're not going to be able to play catch up. They'll just, they'll just shoot higher.
1: Yeah, I think that there's a, a sense in the market here that we're just one small event away from experiencing major delays in the physical product world again and people not being able to get their product so it's important to to not be lulled to sleep in the sense that oh silver's come off gold's come off and you know they're still performing i think they're still up 30 percent on the year but that the idea is oh there's no panic anymore i'll just i'll just be lulled to sleep on what i'm seeing in the price range um but you're talking about the physical world darren and i wonder um we have been discussing central bank buying for years. Last year in particular, we were pointing out
2: Since the show central started.
1: bank after central bank buying gold, especially in uh, Europe. And I wonder what your opinion is if that's playing any role into the shortages that we're seeing and why are central banks buying gold and why should people not follow the same rules?
2: Well, again, uh, we've, we've, topics for us have included everything from be your own central bank to how the central banks are telling you doing one thing but telling you another. And that's evidenced by the fact that you still have many prominent financial planners, advisors out in Canada in particular, uh, and specifically in Ontario that still preach and practice paper only Mm -hmm. and they do not have the open eye to something new something creative something that has shown its strength in data with gold and silver so when you apply it to that concept on the macro level of what central banks are doing whole countries are doing It comes as no surprise that they're increasing their holdings in gold and silver, Uh, gold in particular, only a very few central banks have bought silver, which is certainly a positive in terms of development. But with gold, it's just another store of value that they have behind the scenes recognized the entire time. It doesn't matter what a country tells you, what their head banker tells you, what the Bernanke's of the world tell you, what are the other central bankers tell you in terms of the relative value of gold. It's the actions that mean everything. And central banks have been net buyers of gold since 2009, every single year. And this year is not going to be any different. And when that happens, that means that there is a greater need for, for transparency uh, around the world, because we can see what central bank holdings are. They can't escape the fact that they have to print that. And here at home in Canada, unfortunately we don't, uh, we don't, we don't really have that. So that's just one of those situations we have to learn to deal with. And, It's a challenging fact, but a good one and a positive one for us in that we're seeing the reality happen before us, and sooner or later, they can't deny it. They have to encourage their people to do as they do. Yeah, I think ultimately, central banks,
1: by their actions of acquiring physical bullion, specifically gold, are clearly preparing for the reset. They're clearly preparing for the fact that central bank money printing and and all of this incredible debt that's being created is is disastrous. It's going to have disastrous effects on the economy unless they can do something about it, change over the currencies, change over to a new system and limit the 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 disaster that's going to happen so um let's talk about that in the next segment we'll talk about what money printing is going to do uh to the price of gold what inflation is going to do to the price of gold how do we deal with all the the debts and what that can do for the price of gold we talked a little bit about supply and demand then we'll bring that back together the number is 18778 silver and the website is guildhallwealth.com if you want to pick up some physical bullion you can just go to guildhallpreciousmetals.com which is our e-store You're listening to The Real Money Show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto.
0: You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.
1: Welcome back to the Real Money Show. The phone number one eight seven seven eight silver. The website Guildhallwealth.com. Remember, you can hold physical precious metal, metals in your portfolio your rsp your tfsa your LIF, your RIF. so if you've moved from uh, one employer to another and perhaps you have uh, a locked in account you can use that you can purchase physical precious metals in that account and all of these accounts you can go to the vault and personally audit your holdings in other words you can hold your wealth in your hand. This is very unique and you can contact us at Guildhall to teach you all about it. Again, the website guildhallwealth.com. Darren, we're talking about Central Bank buying gold. This is not new. They've been doing it since 2008. They know that, okay, we never really solved the problems in 2008 and then, okay, here comes COVID and we can paper over all of that. We don't have to deal with that. We don't have to look at it anymore. Remember, Powell tried to raise rates. It was an abomination. He had to reverse course. And then they almost got lucky with this in a sense. Um, You don't want to say lucky with with coronavirus, but they were able to say, okay, we don't have to worry about that disaster. We're in panic mode right now. And now we're going to print money and no one is going to care. Well, Mm -hmm. at some point you've got to care. And that's why central banks are buying. Now, in March, we saw a break in the market. And I don't think we can stress this enough that the physical market broke the paper market. It was very clear people wanted to take physical delivery. They really really put those paper markets to the test who are supposed to deliver. And I think we're starting to see signs of that market changing. In particular, you brought an article about greater transparency in the market as a result in the last several months.
2: Well, that's an important key concept to realizing a better tomorrow for physical gold, in particular, because the number one question we get when people call and are new to this is, "I see the price posted. Why is there such a difference in what I'm paying for a physical bar or, um, you know, of gold or silver?" And we have to talk about it all the time because it's an important part of the process. And the reality is that the industry as a whole is being faced with challenges never thought to have uh, to have come forward. So quickly, and COVID in this pandemic, of course, because these are, these are event-triggered markets, they have underlying fundamentals in gold and silver, which we're going to discuss more so today. But this transparency issue has always been a problem because the paper side of the market has and lacks transparency completely. There are hidden numbers. The data doesn't really come easily. You have to guess at who the big, huge players are. If somebody pulls a manipulative move in the market, it's very difficult to see who might be doing that. And there's lots of challenges. And we've seen lawsuits because of it and slaps on the wrist because of
1: yeah, it. Yeah, they're saying, um, they're saying you, know, you get articles out and, and clients will send us these articles about the people who have been caught for spoofing. Right, which is putting an order in and then pulling it back, and then people go, people being tricked into shorting the market or people being tricked into buying. Mostly, it's being tricked into to shorting. But those are those are easily, uh, you know, you pay your fines. Maybe someone loses their job, but it's it's not um, it, it's not part of the structure of those banks, right? It's easy to say, oh, that's just a pawn in the game, right? But it, it's not structural. And what's happening in the market is more uh, insidious than that, and, and they are being investigated by the Department of Justice. So the fact is, is the truth has come out because the physical market has has changed business. That's right. Um, and you mentioned the premiums going up, Darren. Um, what point do you think the premiums would start to come down?
2: Well, again, that also relates to availability, and uh, that's a tough word to get out of my mouth at the best of times. However, uh, the covid pandemic create a massive shutdown the world over and when that happened mining supplies dropped off the face of the earth for a few months they are pulling uh, most of the product is ready made per order so there is no gap in the amount of delay that there is between what's being ordered and processed and what the order is going into the mines for the raw materials. so there is no delay in that anymore and there used to be used to be that most fabricators were five to six months ahead of schedule and that got eaten up completely by covid so everything that's coming to guild hall is all brand new we're not seeing any recycled product and if we are it's only because somebody's held on to it since they bought it from guild hall years back and that's the only reason it's being brought to be sold at profit
1: that's right we just received a delivery of bars 100 ounce bars from pam swiss and you could see the print date on them, and it was a month ago. Yeah, so they were the end product. of July, it was that's brand right. new product.
2: Yeah, and so that's, that's one of the major swings in the industry and that's helping to change and to bring about more transparency. And then as uh, I was reading through all of our documents and articles this week, this article stuck out as being an important one is called Greater Transparency on Gold Holdings in London. Now, for those that don't know, London is the key cog of the whole entire precious metals world. And when we talk about London, you'll hear us use terms like LBMA, the London Bullion Market Association. And you'll hear us talk about um, you know London being the center of attention as far as precious metals are concerned. It's the oldest exchange on the face of the earth. And it's used heavily because the timing changes on a day-to-day basis Trading it goes through one time zone to another, and London is a center, a central hub. Well, it turns out that this Christian Gopal from Market Intelligence Group wrote for the World Gold Council a little update that came about as of February this year, and he said in February 2009 edition of Gold Investor, I wrote about how robust, informative, and accessible data can act as an invaluable tool for enhancing knowledge, improving understanding, and providing context in the gold trading market. And in recent years, the article says, the gold market has continued to take steps towards greater transparency by improving the availability and accessibility of data. Today, another step is taken forward, and this is September 1st. And he says that the London Bullion Market Association, LBMA, and the Bank of England And the commercial vaults have announced they will now be publishing gold and silver holdings within the vaults in London with only a one-month lag compared to the previous three-month lag. This data provides insight into the flows of gold and silver and other precious metals that are going in and out of London, the heart of the physical gold over the counter market. And that is an important step in the right direction. The pressure being felt on the paper side versus the physical side tells us that that has to come together closer. So your original question, Jeremy, will these high premiums end? I do think they are gonna come back to earth at some point, but it it will really hinge on whether or not we can get ahead. When the demand is this high, you can't get any surplus. There is no six or seven month old bullion that's being waited on and being held in inventories. It will only be at a point at which the price meets the need to sell. So that equilibrium within a marketplace, when that's met and when gold goes high enough, you will see sellers come to the market and that is nowhere near where we are right now or for silver. The number one
1: eight seven seven eight silver. The website guildhallwealth.com. Darren, I completely agree with you on that. If we just looked at all of our clientele, you know, people who have been savvy buyers over the last several years, buying gold in the twelve, thirteen, fourteen hundred dollar range. People buying silver anywhere from you know sixteen to eighteen dollars. They are not looking to really sell off their positions here at twenty six dollar silver. Or you know 1975 gold simply because the price is up 30 percent. They appreciate that the market is still incredibly undervalued. When you look at the amount of debts out there, you look at the money printing that's going on. You see the Fed. They're saying we expect higher inflation, and we are going to continue to print money. This, these things are only good for gold, because where else are you supposed to put your money? You're going to leave it in the bank at one percent interest when inflation is running hotter than two percent that's right how are you supposed to make money how are you supposed to keep up your your way of living you can't you, can't. you have so what are you gonna do oh you're gonna go in buy Facebook you're gonna buy Google I mean how does how are those companies rising well it's pretty easy you could go to uh for example you can go to um uh, what is it Wall Street on parade yep right and they do amazing articles about this where they just show look These FANG stocks represent 20% of the exchange, right? Um, Or the index, I should say. And the major banks are getting literally trillions of dollars from the Fed and levering it up and buying 20% of the stock market. And that's what's pulling everything else up. And then you wonder why your mutual fund isn't doing well, (laughs) right? Because you don't own those stocks, but you want to get into the stock market cuz those stocks are doing so well you don't you don't think to look now if you, actually i should say if you're very smart you look at it and you go what that huh that doesn't make any sense if you're smart if you're not smart you go oh i got to get in i got to get involved right if you're if you can look at it and say well come on the only reason these things are going up is cuz the fed's backstopping it then you, then you start to wake up and you say, I've got to do something else with, with my money. I've got to figure out what the next step is. Uh, Darren, let's get back into the market here. Um, you have an article about why you should not be shorting gold right now. I think anyone who's been listening for the last uh, 10 minutes knows that they should not be shorting gold, given the supply-demand structure, given inflation coming our way. But here's yet another reason and another article that you brought as to why you should definitely not be thinking just because the price came down a little bit. Yeah, it's time to time to all get on board and start shorting the market.
2: Well, you remember you mentioned a little earlier about the fundamentals in the marketplace. And I touched on it when we were talking about that last article of transparency. But the truth is that there's a lot of people uh, really doing some good work right now. Talking about all the fundamentals. These are the four fundamentals we created, by the way. Yeah. This wasn't readily available before. And in two thousand and four, when we started here, you know, this was something well, that we made. It. I created you it? Created, right. Created we wrote it. it right. right? Darren, we wrote it up. Yourself on the back there. Those are the four <laughs> basic fundamentals of, of this group. Which and, are? Which are currencies and what they do. So currency depreciation being a huge one, inflation, geopolitics, and supply and demand. And those are the four big ones. And an article comes out this week from Forbes. Simon Constables, who contributed to Forbes, wrote this, and it states the obvious, which you were just saying. Investors would be ill-advised to make financial bets that the price of gold will fall, according to a recent video report from commodities consulting firm CPM Group. The video, hosted by Jeff Christian, founder and managing partner of the company, notes that anyone with an outlook longer than a couple of weeks should be long. In other words, investors should bet on higher prices for the yellow metal. And again, he goes... further into this article, and we'll share it with our with our clientele, and those that would like the newsletter, it's free of charge, and he's saying that there are a number of reasons which all relate to our fundamentals, and you just talked about one of them, inflation, and he states in here, worries that inflation will rise are also prompting investors to buy gold. The value of the U.S. dollar has retreated significantly since late March, and such moves are often linked to rising inflation. Gold performed well during the inflationary burst of the 1970s and is believed to hold its purchasing power over long periods of time. And Believed, so it's, that's it's exactly it. what it's It's done. data, right? Yeah. But they talk and believed and, yeah. and our opinion is and things of that nature, but the data supports it. Inflation is very, very positive for gold. Not so positive for living conditions or cost of living adjustments, but having gold in your portfolio, if you've had it over the last five, six months, yes, stock markets have done well. But look at gold and silver. If tomorrow we woke up and the stock markets or that part of your portfolio had been crushed, you'd still have gold. You'd still have silver. Yeah. Both up tremendously. So again, offsetting features of how to balance that portfolio. Again, we're not your planners' advisors. But in addition to inflation, this article also talks about the weaker U.S. dollar. Again, depreciating currencies. And it says the dollar has weakened since the spring, and that's also making gold look more attractive as an investment. And we talk about it all the time, Jeremy, but the truth is this is happening around the whole world everybody's going to race inevitably during a recessionary period to lower the value of their currencies so that they can make it more attractive for themselves to a get out of debt and b to be able to live during that period of time and not risk seeing the value of their currencies go sky high and blow out their their marketplaces so this is a race to the bottom we've talked about it before and we'll talk about it again it just points to exactly what we've been saying all show gold and silver prices are going higher one
1: silver is the number. Guildhallwealth.com is the website. Next up, we're going to talk about geopolitical unrest and why you would want to own gold because of it. You're listening to The Real Money Show on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.
0: You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.
1: Welcome back to The Real Money Show. One eight seven seven eight silver is the phone number. The website, guildhallwealth.com. Everything at Guildhall is physical precious metals. You can buy it direct, take it home. You can buy it direct, have it stored in an independent vault facility outside the banking system fully secure, fully insured, underwritten by Lloyds of London. And you can even go and personally audit your holdings. And that really is the key, Darren. We want to make sure that people that who are owning precious metals have no counterparty risk. In the last segment, we talked a lot of issues, um, specifically about inflation driving prices higher, that gold is known to, to hedge against inflation. Uh, we did. We've been talking about supply and demand throughout the show. We've been talking about the fact that central banks are buying gold, so they're printing a ton of money, but they also are buying gold. Uh, you know, you you follow the money in that sense. Let's talk about geopolitical unrest. Obviously, right now in the states, you're seeing uh, polarizing events. You're seeing demonstrations slash riots happening, and you have to wonder. I, I, I'll give sort of an anecdote, if you will. I saw this TV show called Years and Years. Did you ever watch it? I have not. Okay. So basically what they do is in this in this show, very quickly, they they project what, what the world would look like 10 years into the future, right? If you kind of just keep the way we're going right now, in actual fact, it looks worse today than what they were projecting in this show. But literally, I think in the first episode, the bank shut down and this person had sold a house and they basically they had all of their money in, in, in the house. We, just before we got on, on the air, Darren, we were talking about um, people being encouraged to take retirement, people being encouraged to sell their homes, right? And where does all that money go? It goes into the bank. Well, I'm seeing things happening at the banks. Uh, and again, another anecdote. client of ours sold a stock, happened to pick it right, time it properly and the bank stopped him mm-hmm. he, they, they shut his account not shut it down but they froze it right why because he he did it, he did something right he was able to to choose the market properly or or time the market so this is a little disconcerting disconcerting and the fact is is that with all of this geopolitical unrest um, you know we're in an election cycle what happens if banks are shut. What happens if you can't get to your your bank? What happens if there's blackouts or, you know, no one there's to st- there's no one there to staff it or there's hacking or anything like that? Are you prepared to keep all of your money, all of your cash in the bank?
2: Well, again, another example of what's been changing is that during these times when banks have all of the data in their hands and they're got tons of foresight as to what potentially could be the downside of this market and they're looking at that from a safety standpoint and determining who is going to be a good risk and who isn't go and check your lines of credit and i'll tell you this week i checked one of mine that i have there as a safety mechanism i haven't touched it in years probably 10 years since i touched it but i maintain it i use it from time to time i might cycle some in and out just to make sure they know it's active they cut it down by seventy percent without telling me. Didn't even call me, didn't send a piece of message, nothing. Interesting. I called them back and said, What the heck? you know, and, and they said, Well, there's uh, no no money being used on the line of credit. And I said, Well give me a history and I'll tell you what I've done with it, but it's still there as a safety mechanism, right? right. But that's the kind of thing that you might wake up to as an individual, right? And of course you might be able to get it reinstated, but that's the reality we're being faced with. The banks have all the data. They know they have a very forward thinking business model. They know who is potentially going to cause risk and they already know ahead of time and you're being marked that way. So if you are a CERB recipient and things of that nature, it would be foolish not to live in the reality that that's going to impact your overall borrowing capacity. And, um, you know, here we sit in this very uncertain time, and you just mentioned elections. That last article I was talking about, the Forbes article uh, written by Simon Constable that talks about all of these things, again, geopolitics, another underlying fundamentals of the precious market, the precious metals market. And he writes that the U.S. election has investors on edge. And he says in the article, political worries about who will win the U.S. presidential race in November are also driving people to seek gold. The two candidates, Biden and Trump, have starkly different policy agendas which means the different parts of the economy stand to gain or lose significantly depending on who wins or loses the race in addition to that he says that this is by way of extension a new reality of geopolitics because we're not only faced with what's happening in other parts of the world but how it's infiltrating our home markets Tensions with China, both right. here at home in Canada, yep. as well as the US, right? And that relates to many different topics from extradition of people that are apparently or allegedly have, you know, caused problems and the big 5G issues and all this stuff that's going on from trade issues that are just everyday things that we deal with. They've been blowing up. And now we're seeing that uh, as a means to an end. Need something like a safe haven of gold to protect against. There's there's a sense of a great
1: upheaval happening, and and there's an insecurity going on and around. Right, uh, people definitely are feeling more insecure. Uh, you know, it's terrible when you look at the news that's happening in the in the states. But uh, ultimately, look gold has no counterparty risk. That's really the key to this, right? When you're looking at geopolitical unrest, you're looking at something that has no counterparty risk, and that makes gold the ultimate safe haven asset. I mean, natural fancy colored diamonds are the same thing as well. You know, you can hold a million dollars in your hand, no one would know you're holding it, and that's real concentrated wealth. So in in a world that is definitely experiencing upheaval, that ultimately you you want some safe haven in there you want some peace of mind and I think that that's what that's what gold and silver bring to the table and that's why a lot of people are looking at this market right now and we can see that given that the the price structure the supply demand structure we can see there is a floor to this market uh, we're very thin in terms of what we can uh, what we can provide to the public and people should be Taking note of that, almost panicking, if you will, um, and looking at other metals like platinum as well, something else to, to consider. The number one eight seven seven eight silver, the website guildhallwealth.com. Let's bring it all together in the next segment, Darren, and also talk about uh, the benefits of a natural, fancy colored diamond. This is the real money show, and you are listening on Global News Radio six forty Toronto
0: you are listening to a paid commercial program unless otherwise identified the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser the opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of global news radio 640 toronto
1: welcome back to the real money show the website guildhallwealth.com and the phone number one 877 silver Darren, we have talked about the fundamentals in the market today. We've been talking about inflation driving the market, all of the money that they're going to create, and they are doing it out in the open. And you have to wonder when these central banks are just printing, 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 and the country is not producing, 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 right? Just adding 200,000 plus jobs to the economy is not going to get it done. When 50% you- less than July, by the way. But, and, but you're just not going to get that productivity no. done. So that means at some point there's got to be default and debt forgiveness, right? There's going to be higher interest rates along the way or higher taxes. You're going to pay for it either way. That's actually what drives me nuts, Darren. Mm-hmm. I see these people. They love getting stuff for free. And again, we're talking about election years and people – election year and people are, you know, loving the idea of getting things for free and just let's print money, let's print money and – you sit there, you go, there's no such thing as a free lunch. You you understand that it's you're going to pay for it, either through inflation or by higher taxes. And either way, you got to protect your the money that you're earning. So we've talked about inflation. We've talked about the fact that central banks continue to buy physical precious metals, specifically gold. What do they know? They are getting prepared for a reset because just as we just said, Darren, you can't print to infinity and, and that people are just going to let it continue to happen. You know? We're moving into a world of more transparency with the gold market, which is fantastic. We've talked about the idea of geopolitical unrest. So let's bring this all together.
2: Well, when it, when you're talking about those fundamentals and when you're applying that to everyday situations that are occurring right now, it all spells out to me, A, the increased risk of volatility in the regular markets, and B, the need for safe haven. So an insurance policy, diversity you can call it what you want and it's been labeled so many different things on this show but gold and silver are that thing they are that quintessential balancer if you will they provide equilibrium in times of uncertainty and not only that during these periods of uncertainty you're likely to get what you're seeing right now which is a big tick up in price and value and You know lo and behold as we're taping the show we're still getting questions from clients about this and as we're exactly doing this literally like two seconds ago as we're taping the show i get the following question from a client hi darren thanks for talking with me the other day i greatly appreciate it i noticed today that when i woke up silver was on a bit of a slide he's in fact a wee bit of a slide What are your thoughts? Is this just a regular pattern of a bit up and a bit down? Or do you really think that silver is going back to the $50 an ounce mark? And if so, I think you said it would be perhaps in the spring that the possibility is there. And we did on last week's show, we talked about silver potentially reaching 70 by spring. In fact, with another article, just really scratching my head, this client says right now, Friday afternoon, September the 4th, do I sell now? And that's the question from the client.
1: Well, I think you—it's it, definitely an individual, subjective well, first thing. First off, it's up to them. It's of up course. to them. I—I um, I like the sleep at night rule personally. You know, are you going to sleep at night if you sell it? If you do, you need more. Um, do you need less? What's going to help you sleep at night? That's always a good thing. I was listening to an interview with Andrew McGuire, the whistleblower, uh, silver whistleblower. Been on, on this very on, show. Yeah, on Arcadia, and um, it was a good interview. He was talking about what's happening in the markets and the pricing and one of the things he was mentioning is that gold right now that the banks the paper market what they're really concerned about is $2,500 gold and $35 silver and so those are kind of the new price targets for when the next blast-off occurs in other words Last year we were we were sitting here saying look silver really needs to get up over $20 gold needs to break that 1850 range and once you break those ranges you're going to see some pretty good fireworks in the market and that's exactly what happened but now with the fundamentals that we've discussed throughout the show those numbers are really showing $35 so 35 is the new 20 can you get in under $35 an ounce spot price Yes, premiums are higher, but can you get in under that 35? Because once this market hits 35, you're probably going to be seeing more explosion in price to find out, well, where is that next level where people are going to say, okay, I I do want to sell a bit here or or we see a break. Would you agree with Andrew McGuire on that?
2: I do, and I support the idea that uh, the world is going to tighten in terms of its supplies, so you're going to see more of it and that the reality that we're faced by is always going to be the challenge of knowing when enough is enough. As a client, these are self-directed accounts at Guildhall, and the client must make the decision that's best for them. If they're happy with 10%, then sell. If you're happy with 30%, then sell. If you can sleep at night, and you like a little bit of volatility, and you believe that based on the argument and the facts that are being presented, there is a possibility that silver or gold could go much higher, then sure, hold on to it a bit longer. It doesn't mean you can't sell some of it or, or a portion of it. There's always an opportunity to be better. And you gotta look at it from the practical standpoint, which is we've always maintained that you should have a position in gold and silver to some extent. There's enough evidence to suggest one should always have gold and silver in their portfolio. Even if you take your holdings and scale it down to 10% of what you currently have, there's always an argument that can be made no matter what kind of account you open at Guildhall Guild to have some physical precious metals in your portfolio at all times. And that's just kind of that bottom line common sense about uh, not wanting to cash in on the insurance policy, but always knowing that it's there for you if you need it. And so ultimately when it comes down to answering questions like that, yes, definitely work with the people you trust and develop a plan, have a plan, know where you're happy. You know, cause clients right now, Jeremy, we love saying it because it's exciting and it took a lot of years to develop between the last peak and now, They're over 100% return in many cases, and they're now approaching, you know, 110, 115 in terms of where they're at. And that's a lot of return. I mean, people just don't get that in their average everyday portfolios. That's not to suggest gold and silver end all that that be all. It just says that right now it's gold and silver's time. So I think the price is going much higher. I will stand pat on that. I think by spring, we do see some type of cycle peak. The problem is going to be determining what is best for you as a client. You have to make that decision yourself.
1: Yeah, and we're here to answer questions about the market, understanding the market, things like gold-silver ratio, gold-dow ratio, how to understand what the value of gold and silver are and why we consider them undervalued so you can get a sense of where they're going potentially in the future. Darren, great show. We've covered a lot of ground. I think this is one that people can listen to again. The They can do that on YouTube or go to our website and just look up Guildhall Wealth. The number one eight seven seven eight silver, the website guildhallwealth.com. Get physical precious metals into your portfolio today. We have to talk about Rio Tinto next week, or you can get that through the newsletter. And to do that, again, go to guildhallwealth.com and subscribe. This has been the real money show on Global News Radio, six forty Toronto.